Welcome to Podcast 29 of The Sedated Man. The title of this one, Why Walmart is Crushing Your Christianity. Now, a lot of people uh, are going to get an eyebrow or two up over that one. And uh, some of you may disagree by the time we're done, and that's okay. I'm here to bring up tough questions and talk about tough things. And I want you to think about things. You know, remember, Scripture says is iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And I want you guys to really just think about where you're at. Now, before I start, I want everybody to know I'm not knocking Walmart as a business, okay? I mean, I understand a lot of people shop at Walmart. I was just in there the other day, and that's when I had my epiphany, by the way. But there's a lot of people who don't understand the mindset that happens behind Walmart. So so with that... I want to just bring it up as a mindset issue, okay? So once again, not knocking the store, not knocking the people that work at the store. I just want you to think about why you're there. Now, what is Walmart's avatar? We're just going to jump right in. What is Walmart's avatar? Well, Walmart's avatar is ultimately those with a scarcity mindset, why do you go to Walmart? If you shop at Walmart on a regular basis, why do you shop there? Well, because it's cheaper, because it's more affordable, because I have a budget, because, because, because. The whole idea I'm getting at there is that, and when I say avatar, some of you might not, might not know what I'm talking about. An avatar is simply the type of person right down to the age the region, the, uh, the, the income level, you know, those particular people that they're trying to hone in on. And Walmart does hone in on those with a scarcity mindset, those who are of the mind that this is really as good as it's ever going to get for me. Now, once again, I'm not knocking the people that work there, or the people that shop there. I'm simply saying if we are going to be the God-fearing, where is our mindset? Are we, are we guarding, are we taking every thought captive? Are we showing the world that we believe anything is possible? You know, I mean, if you stop and think about it, like I said, Walmart's avatar is those with a scarcity mindset. The uh, You know, you've got people in there trying to make a living. Quite honestly, Walmart jobs should never have been looked at as living wage jobs. And that is why there's such a debate over minimum wage. Where is our mindset? What do we believe we can do? If we are indeed in Christ, what do we believe we can do? Our lives dictate all of the things within our mindset. You really want to know what somebody thinks? Look at how they act. Look at where they go. Look at where they, what they do. Look at what they put their money into. Look at what they sedate with. Now, this is the sedated man. And mindset is everything because the sedated man sedates because he doesn't want to deal with this stuff because the world has told him that it's wrong for him to be masculine, that it's wrong for him to, to step up and try to try to lead a household because all things are equal and therefore nothing is unique. In uh, Philippians chapter four, some of you who are watching can see that I still use a Bible. I like to always point that out an actual page turn Bible. Okay. So, let me get here. In 
as I said, Philippians 4, in chapter 11, or, sorry, verse 11, not that I speak from want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, with both having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, the interesting thing there is not right away the I can do all things through him who strengthens me, but in verse 11, he said, I have learned to be content. He had to go through some trials. He had to go through some, some problems to learn to be content in both abundance and scarcity, okay? But verse 13 is a constant practice. I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me means that you have to believe that you can truly do all things through Christ who strengthens you, whether good or bad times. Not believing that that's as good as it gets or as bad as it gets for that matter, but knowing, knowing that you can do more, knowing that the Lord has already made you victorious, knowing you can overcome any sin, you can overcome any mindset issue, but you have to decide to move past it. I've said it before, your sons and daughters will be who you are, not who you want them to be. You want them to be better men, your sons? Be a better man. Very seldom will, will, will a son step past where his dad is at unless he sees dad always striving to be better. Now, I'm not saying, when I say scarcity and abundance, I'm not saying the Lord wants us all to be rich. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that's going to look different for everybody. Everybody. But the mindset is the same. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now in Matthew 16, luckily I'm, I'm smart enough to mark all these before I get on here. Oh, hang on. I apologize, it's Matthew 14. Matthew 14 in verse 16. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have, have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them to me, ordering the people to sit down on the grass. He took the loaves and the two fish and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds and they all ate and were satisfied. And in verse 21, there were about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. Now, I want you to stop and think about this for a second, all right? In verse 16, he says, feed them. Right? He says, feed them. And in verse 17, what do they say? But we only have... And so in verse 19, what did he do? Ultimately, yes, he's Jesus. Ultimately, he can perform any miracle he wants to. But what he did was he used his resources. If we want to break it down to its most basic level, he trusted in God and used his resources. I got some bad news for you. Christ could do things, yes, but Christ was still a man. 
Christ still overcame. He used his resources. T.D. Jakes made a great quote. If you have a problem that can be solved by man or money, you don't have a problem. Are we truly using our resources? Are we truly doing what needs to be done? Are we truly focusing forward? Or are we just like every other person that walks into Walmart? Is our mindset in all aspects of our life, right down to our grocery shopping, well, I have to save money, I have to save money, I have to save money, because things are never going to get any better for me. It's important, is it not? Take every thought captive. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. For the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Are you truly utilizing your resources? In Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What is he saying here? The point of this section of scripture is not for you to be lazy and the Lord will provide for you. The point of this scripture is focus on him and he's got your back. Focus on him and the things that you think you couldn't get done will get done. Focus on him and you can change the world. If you believe anything less, you're believing something that's not in Scripture. If you believe in a limiting belief, that is not Scripture. That is not, that is not the, the, the focus of the New Testament Christian, if indeed you have God. That's a question you should be asking yourself as well. What have you done today to prove your salvation? What have you done today to prove your salvation? What have you done to show God, God to the world and how you live? How many people are you seeking and saving? How many people are you going out to get to bring into the kingdom? Because I got news for you. This, this scarcity mindset will affect this too. If you think it's the preacher's job, you would be mistaken again. It is the Christian's job. Those who claim to have the indwelling presence of the Spirit, if indeed they have the Spirit, it is their job to seek and save. Well, ultimately, it's our job to seek. It's the Lord's job to save. So why do I bring all this up? Because it's absolutely imperative that if you're going to claim God, you claim all of God and not part of him. That guy who dwells within you, if, if indeed you are, according to Scripture, Christian, that guy who dwells within you needs to know that you're going to do the job. He's given you all this power, all this ability. He's given you all these promises. He's given you victory right out the gate. But if you're just a Walmart Christian... What good are you doing the kingdom? We are men. Now, this podcast is aimed at men. I know I have some female listeners. 
But for you men, we are the leaders. Our, our families need us. Our congregations need us. Our communities need us, but especially our God needs us. Now, he can accomplish anything with or without us, but his desire is for us to go out and conquer. Not conquer in the respect of pushing down, but conquer in the respect of building the kingdom, laying each brick a living brick. We can and must succeed, men. We can and must succeed. I want to thank you for joining me today. There's a few things I want to go over right quick. You can find us on Anchor, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, and Spotify. That's the list. Now, don't shut it off yet. I got a couple of announcements I want to make as well. Okay, this isn't the end end of the podcast. If you want to contact me directly, you can contact me through Instagram, through Facebook, through YouTube. Uh, you can also contact me directly via email at mike at the sedatedman.com. That's mike at the sedatedman.com. I put these notes and any references I might also uh, uh, add on my Patreon page, and that's patreon.com slash the sedated man. Uh, you can find some goodies there. You can find uh, uh, an opportunity to support the podcast if you choose to, and you can also find the references, like I said, for what we talked about today. Uh, we also offer, we are also available, I should say I am also available for public speaking engagements at whatever venue that uh, that you might have, available for mentoring. And uh, just as an announcement, my wife and I are currently working on a, a, uh, a program called Parenting the Spirited Child. Uh, she is primarily working on her half uh, towards the women. I will be working on my half as far as it pertains to men. Now, one thing I want to announce about the next episode... The Sedated Man number 30. The title will be Knowing How to Know What You Know. I had an email from David Murdoch. Had a great question. How are we supposed to do that? So the next podcast, that's referencing back to uh, episode 9, Knowing What You Know. The next podcast, we're going to talk specifically about uh, how can you prove Scripture outside of script, outside of using Scripture alone, uh, resources, references, and uh, it's going to be just the whole slate of things that I've used over the years to be able to, you know, concrete that that answer so that when people say, well, how do you know there's a God? I can answer it effectively. So uh, I absolutely believe uh, and have done it that you can prove that the Bible is a word of God. And uh, so I guess what I'm saying is in episode 30, we're going to go over how I came to that and all of the references I can give you guys to uh, add to your library and to your knowledge base so that you can get it done for the kingdom as well. You guys have a wonderful day, and I will see you in episode 30.